Aha, there it is, the crisp sound of a CR-125, courtesy of our buddy Darren Durham. Unfortunately, he's not on this podcast, but maybe in the near future. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and thank you for checking out another episode on the Burb Pod Network. Absolutely love checking out these episodes. Hopefully, you're checking out the entire archive, digging deep and binging on all of the amazing podcasts that we have to offer, whether it's Winner's Take Y'all, the Squad Pod, or the Grom Report. Every once in a while, I like to have on some individuals that don't really fit in any of those categories, and this one certainly fits that bill. Check out this episode, enjoy it, and let us know what you think on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, heck, you can even find us on TikTok. Anyway, let's get to the episode. Welcome to a Verb Moto broadcast. I am your host, Brad Gephardt. This episode brought to you by GoPro and the GoPro Grom Quest. Perhaps you are a Grom and you're listening to this and uh, you're under the age of 18. You have a GoPro. Maybe you don't have a GoPro yet. You need to go get yourself one. Record some really cool content. Submit it to GoPro on the Grom Quest and perhaps become part of the GoPro team. Maybe you have a Grom of your own and you'd like to submit their content to the Grom Quest. Uh, yeah, I would I would seriously consider doing so. They've got some awesome prizes, um, including a GoPro Hero 11 uh, Black, which would be uh, basically what everybody needs to uh, create the online presence that you always wanted to have. Like I said, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with me on the line, a very special guest, a fellow Canadian. Uh, for I, This is actually the second time in a row for my podcast that I'm welcoming a Canadian onto the podcast, someone who's uh, been making a lot of noise uh, nor- north of the border. He's now going to make his presence felt south of the border. I'm talking about, uh, well, I know him as the 22 machine of Tyler Gibbs. Tyler, how's it going? I'm doing great down here at uh, Robbie's place and just, yeah, hanging out. Dude, you're you're away from the cold temperatures. You're getting the throttle therapy in the middle uh, of winter. Like well, it says, it's middle of winter. I know it's still November for all intents and purposes, but winter is fully here. I think it's minus ten years today, uh, here in Winnipeg. Um, so I am PB and jealous of your situation right now. And you've connected with uh, my buddy Jeff Crutcher of Rip and Ruts, as well as uh, his uh, Arena Cross team, and, and that's a new development for you. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh got on Jeff's team this year and um got to do one round, obviously not how I wanted it to go. Yes. But uh got hurt. Um my wrist, yeah, just you know, dirt bikes man, just a little little slight error and then um thankfully we had uh the round the round after that got cancelled. So we had some time to like, you know, rest rest up and get the wrist all situated. So it's uh I'd say we're at ninety percent on the wrist it's still um it's still sore you know i really really jammed it but but uh it's feeling good yeah well, you're sir you're already on the mend one round in hey dirt bikes happen uh but we plan for good like good health and good results uh before we get too far into this we have kept the give a huge shout out to your lovely girlfriend who is basically responsible for why you're on the podcast altogether. she flagged me down at uh, the airport in minneapolis of all places she was heading down to go see you and she's like you should talk to tyler and i was like you know what hey that's not even a bad idea so uh yeah shout out to uh miss ferguson Yes, that was funny. Yeah, Ciel was uh, in the airport and she was uh, coming down to watch me ride a little bit and uh, she bumped into you and yeah, she's the one that made it happen. So thank you, Ciel. Appreciate it. 
No doubt. Shout out to uh, the beautiful CL Ferguson, who's pretty fast in her own right. Every once in a while, uh, I see her on the track and I'm like, man, I got to pick up my socks a little bit. Um, yeah. Heck yeah. No, sure. The whole family rips. But, uh, so let's, let's dig, uh, let's spin the clocks back a little bit. Let's go to where this story begins. Tyler Gibbs, um, you're from, you're from British Columbia, Canada, correct? Yeah. Abbotsford is where I'm from. So. I'm sure you're a huge Abbotsford, Abbotsford Heat fan from back in the day when they were a, uh, a Calgary Flames affiliate. Um, but uh, tell me how, where the sport of motocross begins for you, how you progressed uh, through the amateur ranks here in Canada, uh, and eventually now getting an opportunity to uh, not only race in the general tire arena cross series, but you're going to do some rounds in supercross as well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't really really remember, but I know I started on a PW when I was about three. That's what my my parents tell me. Okay. And then I started racing when I was four. Um, and I don't. I mean, I I was good and I rode. I mean, I don't really remember a lot from my from racing when I was little. I just knew that I liked riding, and I rode fifties and I did some um, like the what's it called, some local amateur stuff and like the uh the West Can was at Temple Hill. Did that a couple times on 50s and 65s, I think. And then, uh, yeah, just kept going and getting better and better and racing a lot of arena cross out in Chilliwack. Did that every winter pretty much, pretty much all the way up until I went pro. Um, and then I, you know, I would come down to the U.S. every once in a while and, you know, dabble here and there, but nothing crazy. You know, I tried the whole Loretta's thing, um, got hurt. And then I never really tried it again just because, I don't know, cost just cost a lot to do it. And I just kind of focused more on riding at home and stuff like that. Um, and then I think it was 2019 or 2018. I did two rounds as a two pro rounds as a amateur at, um, Popcom, which was super dusty and it was kind of scary, but it was fun. And then I did, I want to say Prince George, but it was a mud race and it was, uh, I had a blast. I mean, I blew my bike up in the one moto. The second moto, I had a blast. I mean, I don't think my dad was too pumped on that, but I had a blast. And then uh, <laughs> 2019, turned pro for the first time and been pro since then. That's solid, dude. Well, yeah, like uh, the the amateur scene in the U.S. is uh, not for the faint of heart. And yeah, going to Loretta's, uh, they say it can cost anywhere between uh, ten and thirty thousand dollars. Well, uh, tack on an extra thirty percent on top of the fact that uh, if you're coming from Canada, not only uh-huh. is there probably more travel involved in general, but the Canadian dollar, due to our awesome economy, is not doing super fantastic. So uh, you get uh, a little bit of a, a bonus on top of that. That, uh, of those charges when it comes to uh, paying Canadian dollars, when it comes to uh, trying to make it down to Loretta's, might cost you anywhere from uh, uh, thirteen to forty thousand dollars to uh, to go all the way down to uh, Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, and test your metal against the best in the U.S. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I'm obviously in the states right now, and yeah, you go buy something, and it's like, oh, it's only twenty bucks, and then you look, and it's like. You know, your, your, your card says that was $30 or $32. You're just like, ooh, can't be. That's, that's, that's tough to see, especially when I'm just, uh, doing this thing on my own. I obviously, you know, I'm ride for Jeff, Creo racing, but, uh, there's still a lot on my end that I have to, you know, training and food and gas and all that stuff. And, uh, just racing all summer and then coming straight down here, you know, I don't, I work a little bit in the wintertime, but I've been full tilt since the summer, like just racing and, you know, I had some good results this summer, but you don't get paid, uh, you don't get paid that good. And 
I feel like some people, when you say you're on a team, they think, you know, you're getting paid everything. You're, they're flying you, you're, you know, everything's covered. And, uh, that's not how it is. And I wish, wish more people would like realize that, you know, it's not just, just cause you sign a team doesn't mean everything's paid for. I mean, if you're on star racing, different story, but I'm very thankful of Jeff, you know, if it wasn't for Jeff, there would be no supercross, but there's still a lot that goes into it. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of wish more people that are on the outside looking in, you know, they, they can understand that just cause you get a ride doesn't, doesn't mean it's like star racing. You know, there's still the team does a lot and then, you know, the riders does do a lot on his own. So it's, uh, yeah, kind of wish people could see that side of it a little bit more and just kind of, you know, it's still cool. You know, you get bikes and you get to have a suite set up and stuff, but, uh, it's, um, it's not for the faint. That's for sure. Like it's, uh, you know, you're every weekend is basically your paycheck. You're trying to make, you know, anywhere from a thousand to hopefully 500 to a thousand dollars or more than that. And, uh, just to get enough money to go to the next race. So it, uh, yeah, it's just kind of wish people could see that and see how hard and how much it actually takes to get to the level that these, like me and a bunch of other people, like my friend Julian Benick and, um, yep. a bunch of other pros that really, you know, are trying their hardest to come to the U.S. and, or just racing Canada by themselves. Like it's, uh, costs a lot. And, um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm not saying, you know, like, look at me, look at Julian type of thing. It's just sometimes I wish people would be like, you know what? These kids are giving it, you know, kind of give them a, a little pat on their back because it's not easy. Um, it's, it's hard, you know, it's not the, yeah. you know, living in a van or whatever right now, what I'm doing, but I get to chase my goal and race arena cross and, you know, super cross. That's every kid's dream when they're going up to race against the best. And I'm very fortunate that I get to try that. Certainly, man. You, you definitely do have the skills to pay the bills and it's awesome that Crutcher is uh, willing to, to help you along with that. But I, I totally agree with you. There's, uh, as, as awesome of a program that, uh, Crutcher's able to provide for you. Uh, yeah, there's still things that you end up having to pay for. And in certain situations, um, like there's, there's, I've, I've heard a guy straight up being on a team is like, you might have more stability as far as parts and bikes and this, that, and everything. But as far as the, the funding side of things, um, they might not, you might almost be better off kind of like doing your own deal and, and being in more in control of those types of things. So you can bring on different sponsors. Um, maybe you have a, a gear company you've worked with in the past that would have been able to pay you money, but now you're with a different team. That, that revenue, um, isn't possible. But, um, the fact that you're willing to go out there, uh, put your literal life on the line, uh, to be able to chase your dream is, uh, should be a huge, uh, like, uh, like, honestly, it's a huge show of character for you being able to go down there, do your thing. And uh, that's going to result in, in not only some rounds of arena cross, but yeah, like I mentioned some supercross as well. Uh, looks like East coast supercross rounds. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're able to bring to that. We've seen con- some Canadians come down in the past, uh, raced either coast and, and have some success. Um, and it also sounds like you're going to do uh, some 450 rounds on a 350. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So we're, uh, we got the general tire, stuff that we're doing right now we race actually we race this friday saturday in Enos, oklahoma and then we race the following weekend saturday sunday i don't remember where it is it's somewhere around here but um <laughs> so yeah back-to-back weekends which is pretty cool it's good i'm um, excited for that and then uh yeah go home for the holidays um home for like a week fly back out here and it's pretty sure i race every weekend in january and then a arena cross 
And then February, we have one arena cross. And then after that, we're doing, yeah, all East Coast rounds, except for the first East Coast because it, it conflicts with the general tire one. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we're doing two, two 450 rounds, which is, I mean, that's going to be crazy just to say that you got to go on the track with Tomac or whatever. Like, that's pretty freaking cool. So you get to do that. And then, uh, yeah, get to race East Coast and race all those guys, which is, uh, is a, you know, it's a dream. I've, I've got to do one supercross before and that was probably the coolest thing I've ever done on a dirt bike. And the fact that Jeff has the opportunity to let me go do them all is, uh, even cooler. No doubt, man. Uh, um, where, where, like you're, you're down at, are you at Robbie Rainer's place? Yeah, I'm staying here at Robbie's. I got here, uh, about like a week ago. Um, and yeah, I'm just super cool dude. And I've been just staying here. Um, we've had some, we had an unfortunate bike issue. Um, so obviously I hurt my wrist at the first round, yeah. took some time off, got riding again, rode the first day. I didn't really ride long because my wrist was still kind of bothering me. And then my girlfriend came out. And then we went, she came to watch me ride. I rode, felt pretty good, went riding a second or the, obviously it would be the third time riding. And the bike, it was running fine. And it started making a weird noise. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable. Like something ain't right. So Jeff took it apart. We thought we had it fixed. Came out here, went to go ride. Nothing on Jeff, nothing on me. Just, you know, a mechanical error. Nothing. We can't, can't blame anyone. I can't be, you know, I'm not mad at Jeff, but just it's 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 just frustrating. So haven't able haven't been able to ride. Only got the three little sessions in, which uh isn't what I want, but you gotta look at the positives and you know, the bike's getting fixed. Um should be ready here in the next couple of days. So just waiting on some parts. But yeah, this place that Robbie has is pretty legit. He's uh he's got some sweet dirt. I've never seen dirt this red before and uh Super jealous. I haven't got to ride it yet. Watching all the guys ride Supercross, it's uh definitely making me a little jealous. But just that ex- that more excited to get out there and uh get to ride on it. Uh, how Robbie Raynard's facility hasn't been sponsored by Tide at this point is beyond me. Uh, given the fact that that red dirt is going to absolutely wreak havoc on any type of gear that you have that isn't also red. Uh, and I mean, before you go ride, uh, afterwards it's going to, yeah, like it's going to be pretty difficult to keep that stuff clean. Um, if, I don't know if, if Rob senior is around at all, or maybe you can just even ask Robbie when you see him because the mod class for PWs at Loretta's essentially exists because of that family, because, um, like senior used to build some of the most badass uh p dubs that are on yeah on this earth uh and the, like all kinds of modifications that existed with the thing like while well, you have some downtime uh waiting for uh, for Crutcher just to have uh, stop like he's going to flip some top ends for you i would uh, i would do some investigative journalism if i'm you and uh and pick the brains of a guy like Robbie Rainer that guy's an ups- absolute legend yeah, I didn't know that, but yeah, his dad, his dad lives on the property here and, uh, love it. And they say he's a, he's a good suspension guy, motor guy. I didn't know that he was, uh, into the PW stuff like that, but that's pretty cool. 
Oh, dude. Uh, back in the day, like Robbie, like Robbie's one of the only guys that continuously had his dad as a mechanic most of his career. Um, I think he's maybe like kind of waffled on that as how he feels about that later in life. Maybe he could have had uh, someone else throughout the years, but, uh, the two of them were a dynamic duo. Like you had, and, uh, there was a couple of times that, uh, I think Leroy McCollum as well as, uh, Tony Baluti worked with Robbie as well. But for the most part, it was, it was Robbie and his dad, and uh, I think they even did the entire uh, 2002 um, super, uh, outdoor season on two strokes. I, you should ask him about that that, that as well. Uh, the big number 17 in your program. Do you like? Do you dig deep into moto history at all, or are you just like you, you're more focused on your own deal? Uh, yeah, I know. A lot. I I don't like you know do research, but I, I like you know watch all the old moto movies and like I kind of know a little bit here and there. I knew who Robbie was like. Uh, it's just one motocross movie. I don't know what it is, but James and Ricky, when they're little, they're like, who has the best practice track? And they say Robbie. And Robbie's on a KX125, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. And he's just shredding this track. And they're like, and that's, I, I've known Rob, like, that's how I, you know, I, I knew he was really good. I'm pretty sure he's like one of the only, or one of the few guys to beat Ricky Carmichael. So, you know, he's one bad dude on a dirt bike if you can, uh, you can do that. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude. And no yeah, doubt. I do know a little bit about, about the stuff, but I don't go way, way back. Just kind of, you know, in the golden era, I guess everyone says two strokes and all that cool stuff. Well, yeah, no, by no means do you have to be a, a, a Rolodex or uh, a, a encyclopedia of moto like I do. I, I'm the one who has to remember all that stuff because I'm not very fast on dirt bikes. You, you, you get to get, get, get away with just being fast, um, and enjoying that part of, uh, the sport. Um, preparing for arena cross, it's not something, obviously, if you've kind of grown up with the, the barn cross of, uh, now it's the, the reload AMO, AMO. AMO. Yeah. um, but, uh, for the longest time, it was Future West, uh, they even came all the way to, uh, Manitoba back in 2005, 2006, um, is that where a lot of your sort of indoor skills were developed? Uh, is that where you feel most, most comp, like, competent um, um or was that not a big portion of your uh, your upbringing yeah i think it was like i don't know i raced it since 50s until i was pro so i i i spent a lot of winters riding it i think it helped me just like getting to ride in the winter time when you know kids in ontario and you know stuff like that couldn't ride manitoba area so i rode it a lot but then i went i think doing that but then i did supercross futures i think it was 20 the end of 2018 2019 yep and then a that little bit of 2020 yeah i did those and then uh i think I did the second year they had them maybe not the first but i wrote a lot of supercross and arena cross that year like end of 2018 till 2020 when i did my first supercross i wrote a lot like i wrote i was in california riding lots of supercross so uh and arena cross just to learn it better you know get yeah Different skill set. It's, it's, it's a good skill to have, you know. Um, I mean, we don't, it's not as big in Canada. We do have it, but it's not really as big as it is in the U.S., but, um, it's just good to learn it. So, uh, yeah, I, Future West definitely helped me a lot. And then obviously going down to the U.S. and trying it, but then everyone knows 2020, what happened and then COVID and all that nonsense, which was, uh, just made it hard to cross the border and everything was just, you know, difficult time. So I couldn't go back. It was just too much money to go. 
but uh, yeah, but now we're we're here and yeah. So general tire arena cross series, supercross series. I need your uh, I need your prediction and I need your goals for uh, for the for the season coming up. Sure. I guess the prediction is go, you're going to attain your goals and then you're gonna uh, you're gonna lay those out for me. Yeah, well, my goal is to not crash within two laps of the main event like I did, but uh, um, it's just to be like what I worked on this year in outdoors was um, just being there every weekend. And obviously, I didn't achieve that one at the first round of this general tire. So my goal for the rest of the season is just to be there every weekend, each and every weekend, be up there, be up there with those guys, and um, don't don't cause any weird little mistakes you know try to limit the mistakes and just be mistake free and just put my laps in is pretty much my goal like um there's there's results that i want to do but i don't really like telling people what i want to do just because i feel like the more people you tell the less you know likely you are going to achieve them so i have goals that i want to do but more, the main the big one is just to be there every weekend and not be laying on the ground and um just show people what what i can do and show jeff you know, why he signed me and stuff like that is, uh, is what I want to do. Fair enough. So when it comes to the tight confines of arena cross, uh, especially what with wide open tracks that you find at the general tire series, the, the t- tracks, in my opinion, seem to be a little bit more tamed down than you, what you see, um, at some other tracks. Does that allow for, uh, maybe a little bit more wide open racing and, and in turn, maybe a little bit more rough riding as well? Because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, arena cross can get a little bit hairy at times. Yeah, it can, but we have to sign a, like a, a thing saying you're not going to clean somebody out. Like you can still really? hit somebody and knock them down, but we have to sign like a, I can't remember what it's called. We have to sign something just saying like, if you T-bone someone or you're it's like an anti-freeze gag order or what? Uh, yeah. It's, like, like I can, promise not people. to Vince Freezy anybody, yeah. uh, this like, you round. You can take people out. You can take people out, but if you're like intentionally doing it, like they see you look over or, you know, you, just run right into somebody and T-bone them and take them out. You, you can get fined or, um, uh, like banned from the series, which happened to somebody at the first round. Um, okay. it can happen. So it's, uh, you can still like rubbing's racing, but it's to a certain extent, which I mean, is kind of cool. That way, you know, you're not going to get absolutely mowed in the next turn. Say you pass somebody and they just see red and kill you, which is cool. But at the same time, I like, I think that's what makes arena cross. Like, I don't remember being a little kid just watching, you know, at, at home they had like dash for caches and stuff. The new, and they would just like, the, uh, and Lee Coots, and like when Kyle Beaton and all of them used to do it. Like those guys would go for blood. Like they would I mean, obviously it's only a one lap race, but still even the main events like those guys would just like make passes. But I just, I mean, I don't know. It's how they have their series set up. I mean, it is cool because you know you can still pass someone and you know. If you go out wide, you're not going to get your leg, you know, ran into, which is, you know, it's smart to a certain extent. But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's kind of, I like it, but I also don't like it sometimes, you know. I feel like if you're going for a win and you clean somebody out and then you get in trouble for it, it wouldn't be too cool. But, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I ran high, I ran people high and people ran me high at the race and they never said anything about it. So, uh, I think it's just those ones where you just like, you know, you pull events freeze and you purposely, T-bone somebody like or break check or whatever so yeah 
Yeah, that needs to be out of moto altogether. Uh, did you catch any of the highlights um, or just some of the antics from the the reload series uh, from this last weekend? It looked like some guys were were out for blood, man. That was uh, there was some uh, rudeness happening. Yeah, so like I'll probably get hated on this or someone's Perfect. gonna say something to me, but um, <laughs> I don't I don't get it. How like I mean I wasn't there, so I don't know. I've seen some people take each other out. But I'm telling you right now, if I did that, there'd be people whining and complaining. Oh my gosh, Tyler did this. Like I have, you know what? I have done some stuff that's stupid and whatever. But I have done some things that, you know, I've passed some people in AX and pretty clean. And I get, I get frowned upon. Tyler's a dirty rider. Tyler's this. But I've seen Sebastian Racine's GoPro is insane. He got cleaned out by this person. He got cleaned out by that person. And I wasn't there. So I don't know if there was some, you know, conflict back in the pit. And sure, everyone hates getting cleaned out, but when you guys are going for a thousand dollars for the win, you know, a thousand dollars is a lot of money. Like, you know, you can make good money. So, like, I don't know. I've seen people. There were some. There were some people who. Uh, there was a couple people, or there was one person who rubbed me, rubbed me, rubbed me the wrong way at Gopher, and then I go out there and watch them clean somebody out and take themselves down, and it's like, oh, no big deal. But I, I, you know, I, I rub them a little bit at Gopher and they say I'm a dirty rider and stuff. So that kind of, when I see people do that, like, dude, you just clean somebody out on GoPro and it's no big deal. But you, I, I touched you at the gopher round and you want to make a big deal about it. So um, I think it's cool, you know, I mean, you know, to a certain extent, there was some carnage. There was first turn pileups. People were cleaning oh, yeah. each other out. People were casing stuff. People were cartwheeling. Like it, it was insane. Like I wish I could have been there to like race and just like, the carnage, like, it, it's cool. It seems like Arena Cross, like, the AMO guys have got it hyped up again. Like, let's go. So, it's uh, it's cool. But, yeah, there's – I just like how, you know, people take each other out. And, like, obviously I wasn't there, so I can't be, like, you know, everyone was cool about it. But, like, there's no big, you know – I don't know. I just feel like every time I do it, I'm just like a I'm, – I'm a black sheep or whatever the saying is, you know. Oh, You're Tyler's a marked man, this. dude. Yeah, I'm a marked yeah. man. Like, but, like, at the, at the end of the day, like, People don't like Cole Thompson, but Cole Thompson's there for a reason. Like that's his job. Like yeah, he's done, he's probably done some stuff he doesn't feel too proud of in his career. But I mean, the guy's racing for you know thousands of dollars. Like that's his. That's why he's signed. That's why he's there to win. Like I get it. Like I got cleaned up by Cole Thompson, and you don't hear me going over and Cole, why'd you clean me out, man? You know I've been cleaned up by Mitchell Harrison, all these people. I don't. I like you know if you can't dish it out, then don't don't do it. I. That's how I think. I don't know. People, uh, that's, that's one thing that really gets me, gets my, uh, my blood boiling is people when it comes to like, there's a certain extent. If you T-bone someone, yes, yeah, be angry. Like, yeah, if it's a blatant T-bone, don't get in the kitchen, man. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a blatant T-bone, yes, that is not right. You should not T-bone someone. If it's a freak accident where you get out of control and you take someone out, like me and Mitchell Harrison in the whoops, we went down together. I didn't get up and yell at Mitchell. Mitchell didn't get up and yell at me. We, Talked after the race, said, hey, man, it happened. It was a freak accident. We both got together in the whoops. But, like, if you come and run someone hard or, you know, you slam them in a turn, that's part of racing. Like, that's that's dirt bikes. And, uh, like you said, if you can't handle the heat, you know, go go do something else that you can uh, – you won't get so offended by. 
No doubt. Sparks are flying. Uh, reload ammo series in Arena Cross. I'm excited to see more of it. Excited to see you in Arena Cross as well as mm-hmm. Supercross, dude. Uh, this is going to be an awesome season. Uh, I hope the wrist starts feeling better. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what, uh, what this, the, the weekend holds, uh, when you roll into, uh, the race this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I think it's a lot bigger than the last race we went to, which I'm excited for. Kind of okay. like a, is kind it, of like uh, a off, off camera start like it's kind of like it goes it kind of goes down and hangs a left onto the straightaway into a set of whoops got like a double a table single single table thing it's hard to tell on track maps you know they had a little yeah. arrow thingy it mm-hmm. always changes but then it goes right finish but then it kind of goes like down a ways you hook a left and you jump onto the start or jump back onto the straightaway so it looks a lot bigger um excited to see what kind of dirt it is because we're I'm assuming it's going to be this red clay because we're in this beautiful red dirt here. So that rate's only about an hour and 20 minutes from here. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm excited to ride. Haven't got to ride for a little bit. So excited to get on the bike and uh, go mix it up with those guys. I know Alessi's racing this weekend. So that's cool. It's racing against Mike Alessi. Not, never got to really race against Mike, I don't think, ever before. So that's really cool that he's in the series and uh, excited. Yeah, I guess you would you wouldn't have been in the series when you turned pro originally due to uh like COVID and coming up and whatnot. So uh yeah, lining up with the eight hundred. Um awesome, dude. Well thank you so much for making time for the Verb Moto Podcast Network. Uh I know you got a ton of great sponsors. Give those guys some love for us before we let you off the show. Uh I'd like to thank Jeff. Uh he owns Creo Racing. Um yes. if it wasn't for Jeff, you know, I would not have been able to come do this. So big thank you to Jeff. Um, big thank you to West Coast Cobra, those guys, you know, helping me out huge. Big thank you to PCE Unlimited. He's a, Norm is an awesome guy. He's an excavation guy, stone removal guy. Um, he's an awesome guy. He's helped me out a bit, a bunch. Um, Temple Metal Roofing, they're another sponsor of mine. If you need metal roofing stuff done, hit up the guys at Temple. They are awesome. Um, and then we have, you know, Skills MX. They make us some sweet gear. Just one hooks it up with helmets, goggles, and boots. Bellray, you know, um, Hoosier tires, um, ODI. Uh, there's a lot of people on Jeff's side that help us to go racing. So uh, super pumped on those guys. And then obviously my mom and dad, thank you to them. Um, and my girlfriend, thank you to her. They do a lot for me. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Awesome, dude. Well, appreciate the time. Do not hang up just yet. For podcast sake, we're going to cut things off right there. All right, guys. There you have it. My interview with none other than Tyler Gibbs. Kid is an absolute stud, and I really appreciate him taking the time to come on the podcast. Check out his team on Instagram. If you're not already following Tyler on, on social media, you need to get on that. Hopefully you're enjoying these podcasts and uh, keeping up with Verb Moto as we close in on a brand new year and a brand new year of Supercross. Looking forward to covering the whole thing. Thanks everybody for taking the time to listen to this episode. Check out the next one.